And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Athletic Baseball Show for Thursday, September 14th. This is On Deck. I'm Stephen Nesbitt, and I'm joined as always by Levi Weaver. Levi, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. We are, we are living that September dream. I have no idea what that means. It's just the first words that came to my mind. I've been up late, very, uh, very, very late every night this week uh, writing the windup. And so we're just saying things. We're just going to say some stuff today. This is our episode to just kind of let loose and see what comes out. And today we got to start with the best team in baseball. We've sort of like unintentionally avoided the Atlanta Braves. They took the the crown of like best team slash record in baseball from the Rays at, you know, sometime early mid season. And we kind of like shoot for where there's a little bit of suspense or I guess stakes on series. Like we typically pick series that have a little bit of playoff implications and the Braves just simply haven't had any. They're running away with everything so much that um, like you watch them, you're like, ooh, I'm watching playoff baseball, but you're not watching this and thinking like, ooh, this matters for the wildcard race. It's kind of one of those just like it's, it's just been an assumption like, well, they're going to be in. It's fine. Even if they're playing other playoff teams. Like, I think we talked about them when they played the Dodgers because that was interesting. Like, no, this this could be interesting. But, you know, if the Braves are playing the Marlins, do we think that those are two teams that are really going to have a, a tight matchup in October? Not really. Evenly matched? No. 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 We're no. very pro-fish on this podcast, but we got to be realistic. You know what? I'll say it now, and then a whole lot of other teams will be able to clip this video and, and put it up on the bulletin board. Whoever plays the Braves in October is going to get stomped. I'm sorry. That's my dream to get on one of those like super cuts where they do like all the haters like preseason saying like, oh, the Arizona Cardinals have no chance this year. And then they like win six games and they're like, yeah. <laughs> take that. Take that podcast from The Athletic. Yikes. All right. So this is our Supercut episode. Uh, so the Braves are 95 and 50 at time of recording. They're currently playing the uh, the Phillies, but they just uh, are coming off a 7-6, to six, uh, like thriller, 10-inning win against the Phillies. This one was a blast. The Braves had a bunch of homers. The Phillies came back late. Harper, uh, Bryce Harper, Bryson Stott homered in the 8th. Trey Turner homered in the ninth to tie it. Then they stranded runners in scoring position in the 8th, ninth, and 10th and end up losing when I think it was uh, Eddie Rosario walked off on them. So a great series. This would be a fun one to see in the postseason, especially when the Phillies can kind of sort of whittle down their, the arms they're going to deploy to like just the, the elite ones. I think this is going to be a really fun series. But I wanted to talk today about the power surge of the Braves. You really can't avoid it at this point. Matt Olson yesterday uh, in that game hit his 51st homer, tying Andrew Jones in 2005 for the Braves franchise record. He has 125 RBI. Uh, no player uh, in baseball currently has more than, I'm sorry, he has 128. No pl- other player in baseball currently has more than 103. He has a chance to set that franchise record for uh, for RBI as well. And uh, he's honestly, he's going to do it. The Braves had just set the NL home run, uh, team home run record after 
Olsen hit his 51st, Acuna hit his 37th, and Ozuna hit his 34th in that game. And so the season total, last check, it'll be different by the time you hear this because I'm sure they'll hit four more dingers in this game against the Phillies. They're at 281, which is two more than the previous NL record, which was the Dodgers in 2019, way, way, way back before you know, pandemic and shortened season and all that stuff. So they are currently on pace. I saw this on MLB.com to finish with 311 homers, which would be four more than the MLB record of those slamming Minnesota Twins of 2019 of the rabbit ball era. So that's the team we're talking about. Not only do they have the rotation with Spencer Strider, Max Fried, Charlie Morton, don't forget him, you know, Elder and and, uh, Kyle Wright's back now. They also have more tanks than any other team in potentially baseball history. Yeah, and I, I get that we're approaching near the end of the season, so this is maybe not as impressive as it would be if we are, you know, talking about June. But if if they wanted to make up a lineup completely made up of just guys with ten or more home runs, Travis Darno with eleven would be left off because there are nine guys ahead of him who have more home runs. Let's listen to these totals: fifty-one, thirty-seven, thirty-four, thirty-four, twenty-nine. Ozzy Albies. So they're going to have five guys with thirty or more home runs on this team. And then we get into the more, you know, Rosario at 21, 20, 17, 16, 11. They have just been slamming the absolute mess out of the baseball this year. And I reiterate what I said. I just, I just don't think anybody has a shot at catching. And in fact, even the Dodgers are the one team that I thought, all right, it'll be Dodgers and Braves probably, but the Dodgers rotation, which I will, we'll get into this in a minute, but I, I no longer have the same level of confidence that I had before that the Dodgers would even be a, a great matchup. So all hail the Braves, I guess. I'm looking here at the single season leaders. This, by the way, is a franchise who employed none other than Henry Aaron. But yeah, Andrew Jones has tied, and perhaps by the time you hear this surpassed, uh, Andrew Jones with 51. Aaron is tied for third. He's also tied for sixth, and he's tied with himself many times for eighth. He hit 44 home runs a lot of times um, in his career. So that's pretty impressive stuff from Matt Olson. A couple other milestones that are uh, first one sure to be reached is Ronald Acuna is three homers shy of 40. And uh, a note I saw on MLB.com once again, this would be the, the fifth 40-40 season. But like 40-40 is kind of a joke for him because like, come on, he's already got 65 steals. Nobody has ever had more than 46 steals in a 40-homer season. So he's blowing that one away. There's a, a note I had in the power rings this week. No one has ever batted 320 with over 30 homers and over... 60 steals and he is once again blowing that away he's he's surely going to get 40 70 and if he wants to to go bonkers in the last week then like 40 75 40 80 is maybe too much i said that in fall territory and then i looked a little silly afterward no one called me out but i don't think 80 is probably in the cards he's on page for like 73 maybe if we would have gotten like that rage steal against the pirates after he rocked the baby and and then got thrown out like the next the, like the most obvious stolen base attempt ever and got thrown out by Andy Rodriguez that would have helped him get toward toward 80 but the other note i wanted to bring up from that story was if acuña who's at 37 homers and either Marcelo Zuna or Austin Riley who are both at 34 so this is a stretch if they get to 40 so it needs a little bit of a hot tear for one of those two guys they would have 340 homer hitters and only three teams have ever done that before. Two of them are Rockies, as you might imagine. Uh, we had the 96 Rockies with Ellis Burks, Vinny Castilla, Andres Galarraga. I love that trio. Not the 97 Rockies was Galarraga, Castillo, and Larry Walker. All right, so they're the most recent. I'm sorry, this might not be the only ones. Those are the most recent ones. And then the um, only team that didn't play at Coors Field to do this was actually the 73 Braves. Henry, Aaron, Davey Johnson, and uh, Daryl Evans. So that would be... Uh, again, it, it, it wow. takes a little bit of 
takes a little bit of a hot streak here to finish off the season from either Ozuna or Riley. But it could be done. These Braves are showing us that dingers are possible. A couple of other little milestones that are almost certainly going to be added to Acuna's season, by the way. He currently has 196 hits, so he's going to get 200. He has 97 RBI, so he's going to cross 100. And one last thing that he could do, he could have more walks than strikeouts. He's currently at 77 on both. Sheesh. Sorry to Matt Olson and your 51 home runs, but Acuna's the MVP in the in the National League. He has to be. There's just that's a historic season. Yeah, that's crazy. And also to point out what Brian did in the chat, producer Brian, the Guardians have 110 homers, and that's like if you if those guys go. I mean, honestly, what their their current stats? Let's look: 51, 37, and 34. That's already 122. If you just have those, like three of those four players we just talked about, is already 10. 12 more homers than the Guardians. So there you have it. They play in different worlds. The Braves are great, and we talked about them right here on the pod. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's get to our series of the week. Uh, I mentioned that I was going to talk about the Dodgers rotation, and let's let's talk about the Dodgers rotation. I am sorry that I'm going to be stealing some of this uh, content from my co-writer of the windup, Ken Rosenthal, but I would like to just take a look back. In fact, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read what he wrote here. the uh, The rotation at the start of the season. Julio Urias, Dustin May, Clayton Kershaw, Noah Syndergaard, and Michael Grove, with numerous options in reserve. Some of those options were Tony Gonsolin, Bobby Miller, Ryan Pepio, Gavin Stone, and Walker Buehler, who could have come back from Tommy John surgery. If you've been paying attention to the Dodgers, that this, I should have given maybe a trigger warning before I read all of that, because that's just all gone completely awry. Currently, Lance Lynn is he's got a 956 ERA the last two weeks. Let's see what is uh, Miller has thrown a career high of 115 innings. Clayton Kershaw is uh currently uh, maybe okay. I don't know. They pushed his start back. They're trying to say that everything's fine, but it's probably not. Here's the one bright little nice shining star in the middle of that. Ryan Pepio has started two games in the last two weeks. That's 12 innings pitched. He's faced 41 batters. He's only allowed three hits, one walk, one hit by pitch. Now, I don't know if you're the Dodgers and you go into October if you're psyched about having Ryan Pepio uh, as a major, major contributor to your starting rotation, but you might have to take what you get. At any rate, they are 5-6 and six in September. They're struggling a little bit. They're still going to win the NL West by a lot of games, but they are basically in survival mode at this point. On the other side of things, the Seattle Mariners, 
this is a number that didn't sound right to me. So I'm going to ask you if you can just off the top of your head uh, answer this question for me. Do you know what the Mariners record is in September? I don't, but I mean, they came into the month in first place, I think. Uh, or maybe it was a weekend around then. I would guess they're probably uh, 500. They were 21 and 6 in August. That's a total of six losses. They are already 4 and 8 in September. That hot streak has not done a super great job of lasting into September. Now, Julio Rodriguez, still very, very hot, but after... Uh, I don't want to talk about Julio after what he did to me in the homer, homer chase last week. Five big flies. It falls apart a little bit after that, and... Their pitching is still good. They, they still have a good team. It's starting to come down to, an, a, man, what an interesting, interesting um, pennant race we have right now because you've got those three teams in the West, the Astros, the Rangers, the Mariners, and then you've got the one team in the East, the Blue Jays. Those four teams are competing for three playoff spots, and one of them is going to win the West. One of them is going to be the second wild card probably behind the Rays, assuming that the Rays don't completely tank out, and then that leaves two teams fighting for that third spot. Right now, the Blue Jays are on the outside looking in. That could all change by the time you hear this. I mean, one more day of games, everything could change. The Astros are up a game on the Rangers. Right now, the Rangers and Mariners are technically ahead of the Blue Jays because the Mariners are tied with the Blue Jays, but they have the tiebreaker against Toronto. So every game matters right now. It is, uh, man, what a, what a fun time of year it is unless you really really care about one of these teams in which case what an excruciating time of year this is what you got for us yeah so i'm going with uh this is this is a series i've actually low-key been excited about for for a while because i've been watching not only the well the division race and the wild cards in the al i'm going with the, the rays uh in the orioles this week for gamer so that's a big one but especially because the winner of that division gets a wild card we could buy and that buy is pretty important. You just sneak out of there. The division, winning division, doesn't only guarantee, doesn't guarantee you that. Just the top two seeds in each league. And right now, the Orioles are awesome, but they have that buy, and the Rays are going to be uh, would be the four seed facing the Rangers. I would rather avoid that. The Rangers have some issues right now. Scherzer just left uh, the game on Tuesday, but I would much rather avoid that first series altogether than have to face the Rangers um, lining up whoever they want to against me in the wild card. And so. The Orioles are currently a couple games ahead, three games ahead. They're 91 and 53. The Rays are 89 and 57. But the Rays, man, they're no joke. They had, like, they've taken, taken so many hits over the course of the season with the injuries to, like, the entire rotation to Wander Franco being out for who knows how long with his off field issues he's having. So they're, they still have an opportunity here, I think, to steal the division in a way that I don't think we thought was possible pretty recently. And so uh, this is going to be a big one to watch. The Raising to go out and do it, right? Three-game difference. They can make up all that ground or at least some of it in this series. And uh, Yandy Diaz has been incredible. We talked about him previously this season. This is a guy who used to be an MVP at hitting the ball into the ground. He's figured out how to turn a little bit that more into true power. He's having a great season. Not going to win you MVP, but he's going to be a super valuable guy. Josh Lowe is kind of turning things around. Isaac Paredes has had an underrated season. And their bullpen, man, is just is just absurd. They lost Jason Adam, who was at times their closer this year, usually their setup man. Uh, but they still, Pete Fairbanks has been, dude, he's a stud. As, if he can stay healthy, that guy is, you do not want to face him in the ninth inning. Colin Poche, or Poche, sorry if I don't know how to say that. Robert Stevenson has been an absolute steal for coming from the Pirates. Jake Diekman ha, has been great too. Sean Armstrong, Kevin Kelly, Erasmo Ramirez. They're going to go up against a Baltimore team that has Gunnar Henderson going on uh, 
you know, full throttle here. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. Austin Hayes has been great. Anthony Santander. I don't think we've even seen the best lately of Adley Rutschman, who's getting on base, but he's not doing giving you a ton of power. He's in that leadoff spot most days. And the bullpen has had... I don't know. It's just not. It's not a shutdown anymore because you lost the best closer in the game for my money when Felix Batista went down with UCL injury. I do want to tip my cap to Shantara Fujinami. He's been great lately. I have did not have high hopes for him going over to Baltimore and pitching big innings, but they've needed him to pitch ahead of Yenier Cano along with Danny Colomb. So that's where they are. That series is going to line up like this. The probable starters, Kyle Bradish against Aaron Savale. I like that one. Jack Flaherty against Zach Eflin. A couple guys who switched teams uh, at some point this year. Grayson Rodriguez against Tyler Glass now. How about a couple big boys getting on the hill? And uh, Dean Kramer against Zach Littell, who has really provided some big innings for the Rays lately. So that is my series. And I also want to shout out, honorable mention, Cubs D-backs. They just played, so I didn't pick them. Cubs took three of four last weekend at Wrigley. But they're in the second and third wild cards currently. Cubs up two games on that one. And a, a note on the Orioles. John Means returned last night. I actually saw him down on the field. I was at the Wrigley last weekend. Saw the Red Sox play the Orioles. He was warming up before the game. He returned last night. Looked uh, looked decent. So I don't know how many big innings he's actually going to pitch, but they have six guys in that Orioles rotation right now. And we'll, uh, I guess, be whittling it down pretty soon. All right, Levi, you know what time it is. It is time for us to step in the on-deck arcade. We have our homer chase going on through the week, and this is time for us to make our weekend picks for the arms race. Uh, if you haven't been following along, we each pick a starter. We go head-to-head over the course of the weekend, one start against another start, and we look at the game score 2.0, a fake stat made real on Fangraphs.com, and uh, we see who gets the better one. We tally them side-by-side, and I am currently losing the season series a 14-4. And so we're playing out the string, this is how poorly it went last week. I picked Spencer Strider. I finally cashed that one in. He didn't even pitch, so didn't get any points. So, Levi, tell me who you're going with. You know how sometimes football teams, at the end of the season, their playoff position is already determined, and they just sort of bring up a bunch of guys from the practice squad to play? I literally took 30 seconds. I just looked like, what teams have I not picked so far? All right, who pitched two days ago? Just to make sure that they're actually going to pitch over the weekend. As far as I can tell, Ranger Suarez is at some point going to pitch against the Cardinals, and that's my man. <laughs> I like it. And I'm going to kind of cut the corner a little bit and cheat because I'm going to take a guy who's actually not pitching in the weekend series. He's pitching Thursday. I think that counts. So he's pitching against a different team Thursday. I'm not going to let you say no. Mitch Keller of the Pirates going against the Washington Nationals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for some big strikeout numbers in that one uh, against a team that actually doesn't strike out that much, but I think he's going to have what it takes trying to really close out a, a season that's been really good but has faded in the second half. So, Mitch Keller, you're my pick in the not-quite-weekend game. That's fine by me. Fair? Fair enough. All right, good. All right, it's time for us to go. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Brian for producing today's show. You can find our work all week long at theathletic.com. Subscribe to The Athletic for $2 per month for the first year at theathletic.com slash baseball show. Sign up for The Windup, the Athletics, the Athletics Daily Baseball Newsletter with Levi and Ken Rosenthal for absolutely free. Coming up next in your feed, The 3-0 Show with Eno and Britt. Give us a follow on Twitter. Levi is at 3-2-EFIS, and I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. We'll be back on Monday with more of What's on Deck. Yeah, go baseball.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.